0: Good morning, everyone. You're listening to today's news on Morning Mixtape. Today is Thursday, May 18th, and I'm your host, Gabriel Hilty, reporting for CGRU 1280 AM in Toronto. Here are the top stories this morning. First up, the world is now likely to go over the 1.5 degrees Celsius climate warming threshold within the next five years. In local news, the Eglinton Crosstown LRT is set for more delays as the companies building it launch a lawsuit. In national news, new data shows that Canada has some of the highest teen vaping rates in the world, amongst little national regulation. Then we'll hear from Samina with her book recommendation segment, Turn the Page. And after, the show rounds off with the weather outlook for the day. Moving to the headlines, scientists are warning that the world is likely to go over the 1.5 degrees Celsius climate warming threshold within the near future. Reported in The Guardian and other outlets, this means that global temperatures will be more than 1.5 degrees warmer compared to pre-industrial levels. The new information comes from a report by the World Meteorological Organization WMO published on Wednesday. The report details that there is a 66% likelihood of crossing the 1.5-degree threshold that scientists have warned could cause catastrophic consequences and long-term negative impacts. The Secretary-General of the WMO, Professor Petteri Talas, specified that the report does not mean that the world will permanently cross the 1.5-degree threshold, but rather that the report is an alarm that the world will breach the threshold temporarily but with increasing frequency in the future. He explained that an upcoming El Nino weather system that increases global temperatures, combined with the human-induced climate change through greenhouse gases, are the forces that will push the world into uncharted territory in the next five years. Countries across the world have pledged under the 2015 Paris Climate Agreement to limit global warming to well below 2 degrees Celsius and preferably under 1.5 degrees. Governments will meet this November at the COP28 UN Climate Summit to assess the progress made towards the goals of the Paris Climate Agreement. It is predicted that the assessment will show that the world is far off track to reducing greenhouse gas emissions by the required 43% this decade that are necessary to have a good chance to limiting global warming below 1.5 degrees. Moving to local news, the Eglinton Crosstown LRT will now face more delays as the companies building it have launched a lawsuit against the Ford government and MetroLinks. Reported in Global News and other outlets, the consortium of companies building the LRT called Crosslinks Transit Solutions, or CTS, claims that its attempts to complete the project are being hindered by demands from the Toronto Transit Commission TTC. A notice of application filed by Crosslinks and seen by Global News paints the TTC as out-of-control and having a constant list of demands out of line of the scope of the project. The lawsuit blames the Ford government under Infrastructure Ontario, as well as the government transport agency Metrolinx, for not tying the TTC to a contract with specific terms on how the agency will operate the crosstown in the future. The suit will be the latest of delays for the line that has been under construction for more than a decade. Metrolinx and Infrastructure Ontario have not filed legal responses to the lawsuit yet but claim that it is aimed to distract from the point that Crosslinks has still not provided a credible timeline for the line's completion. Acting Toronto Mayor Jennifer McKelvey said that she is disappointed with the latest development and called on Ontario Premier Doug Ford to bring together a roundtable and find a solution. In Queen's Park, Transportation Minister for Ford's Progressive Conservatives Caroline Mulroney blamed the previous Liberal government for the LRT saga despite the fact that the Progressive Conservatives have held office with a majority for almost five years. While the lawsuit moves ahead, Mulroney and Metrolinx are still hoping for Crosslinks to deliver a schedule for the completion of the project, which was promised by today. Moving to national news, new data shows that Canadian teenagers have some of the highest usage of e-cigarettes and vapes in the world, and experts point to the fact that there are little national regulations. CBC News reported on the data, which comes from a Health Canada survey that questioned around 60,000 students from grades 7 to 12 in nine provinces over 10 months in 2021 and 2022. The survey found that around 30% of students had tried an e-cigarette, with the rate up to around 40% of students in grades 10 to 12. Additionally, 17% of students had used e-cigarettes in the last month, and daily vaping rates were 8% across all students, and close to 12% with students in grades 10 to 12. Experts, like youth vaping researcher David Hammond at Waterloo University, say the daily vaping rates are among the highest in the world, and that the country has passed the possibility of youth vaping simply being a short-term fad. Many of the experts point to the fact that there is little national regulation of vapes, with no regulation of flavored e-cigarettes as the reason for the high rates of youth vaping. The data from the Health Canada survey shows that flavors are popular with Canadian teens, and 63% of students who vaped in the past month indicated that they used a fruit flavor most often. While the federal government acknowledged the rise in youth vaping in 2021 and proposed changes to regulate the sale of quote, desirable flavors, experts say that little progress has been made since and Health Canada appears to have shelved the proposal. Health Canada, in an email response to CBC News, said that it is still reviewing feedback from consultations in 2021. In the absence of federal action, some provinces, including Quebec, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick, have taken action on their own, banning most or all flavored e-cigarettes. For an effective measure to decrease the rates of youth e-cigarette use, Experts are continuing to call for national regulations and say local restrictions can easily be circumvented. Switching from the headlines to our daily segment, here's Samina with a book recommendation in Turn the Page.
1: Hello listeners, welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week I'm going to make a book recommendation and I hope it gets you turning the pages. May is Asian Heritage Month and 2023 is the 21st anniversary since the Government of Canada declared it as such. It is a time to reflect on and recognize the many contributions that people of Asian origin have made and continue to make to Canada. One of the best ways to do this is to read about the stories by people of Asian descent. In the last few years, there have been a rise in anti-Asian discrimination, leading to attacks on Asian communities. Hate has no place anywhere. Benny Oh is a Canadian boy of Japanese-Korean descent. He just turned 12 years old, and he is in no mood to celebrate. He just lost his father. His mother, descending further into grief, has become a hoarder to fill the void. Benny isn't sure how to cope with the grief, but one day he starts hearing things. Objects start speaking to him. The title of the book is The Book of Form and Emptiness. The author is Ruth Ozeki. In addition to being an author, Ruth is a filmmaker, a Zen Buddhist priest, and teaches writing. You really get a sense of her love of language reading her words. Benny is one narrator. The other narrator is the book itself. Benny, unfortunately, tells people at school about hearing objects, for example, coffee cups, talking to him, and after ridicule, he is placed in a psychiatric ward. There, he meets a girl who gives him a secret message and leads him to the library where he finds a book and, reading her words, takes him on a journey. Have you ever asked yourself, if a book could talk, what would it say? Benny is about to find out. I'm going to warn you, this book will take you a long time to read. It takes place over two years. It touches on themes of grief, loss, mental health, consumerism, the magic of books, and interdependence. I can assure you it's worth reading until the end. Last year it won the Women's Prize for Fiction. I hope you enjoy it. If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You could also check your local independent bookstore. If you enjoyed this book and want to share your thoughts or make a recommendation, please find us on Instagram at CGRU News. Thank you for listening. Happy reading.
0: Taking a look at today's forecast, it's going to be mostly sunny with a high of 15 and a low of 7 degrees. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening to Morning Mixtape, with today's top headlines and stories in a quick format. For CGRU 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm Gabriel Hilty.